Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8. In this episode, Alex and Jen chat all things change. Change is something we all face in life at various stages, and how we cope with, think about, and navigate change can affect the journey and the outcome. So, like all the other topics, Jen and Alex pick it apart, look at its definition and types, how they navigate change, how it shows up in coaching sessions, and what change means to them and their clients. Of course, top tips on how to welcome, deal, and feel empowered through change. If you're feeling overwhelmed with change, this one's for you. If you have any questions or queries or would like to get involved in the conversation, and Jen and Alex are here to help, please do get in touch. Welcome to Coffee and Coaching. Other hot drinks are available. So grab one, sit back and listen. Hello. Oh, oh. <laughs> you hear me okay? I can't, so I'm just eating a little bit of chocolate. <laughs> it's not very professional. I know, it's terribly unprofessional actually. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice though. Right, ready? I'm just getting comfy. I've had helicopters and there's roadworks and all sorts going on. It's just gone quiet, so let's hope it stays that way. Let's do it. What? Right. What are we on? Uh, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> my notes out loud (laughs) it is May the 4th managing change Uh, welcome everybody back to almost forgot the title of our podcast then it's been a while since we recorded one coffee and coaching with myself Alex Manos and Jenny Nichols welcome welcome back we are going to talk about career change Usually a bit of a hot topic in, in the coaching world because it is one of one of many reasons that people come to coaching. And um, we've both got experience of it, both working with clients and individually, haven't we, as coaches? So yep. we've got a lot to talk about and we're going to try and condense it down into a succinct 30 minutes-ish. crossed-ish. So... Um, good to speak with you, Jen. It's been a while. Have you been well? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Can't complain. You? I've been very well, thanks. I know you're now a master, aren't you? So congratulations uh, on your yeah, master. Yeah, I finished my degree, yeah. That was a thing, mastership. Yeah, you finished your degree. Yeah, if you don't uh, um, yeah, greet me with my full, with all <laughs> the letters after my name now, I'm not interested. I think I'm mostly concerned about you just sitting there psychoanalyzing me whilst I talk. <laughs> Making notes. <laughs> hey, I sort other people out, so I don't have to sort myself out. So, you know. <laughs> cool. Um, where should we start? Career change. Yeah, change. I, well, I, you know, I love a definition. I was looking. I did actually look up change because I know it's kind of a fairly obvious one, but actually, in the context of this, I think it's really important to mention that it's not. It doesn't have to be some huge, massive total and utter transformation like it could like the words that cropped up were things like you know modification or, or like deviations just a slightly you know changing the path a little bit it doesn't have to be like massive does it i think i think that's that's kind of important to say it doesn't have to be a you know an absolutely utterly life-changing 
could just be swapping something out something a tiny thing that you don't quite like about what you're doing yeah your skills are yeah. better suited somewhere else so um you've had experience of maybe it's easier to start with an actual uh, story or actual um, mm. first-hand experience of either your own journey or i know that you've worked with a client recently who came to you specifically for i don't know did they come to you specifically yeah with yeah, a, yeah. yeah it was yeah. specifically for career change yeah yeah do you, want to, do you want to talk about that and how yeah. how you as a coach helped in that process yeah, and yeah. what you felt the client needed to work on and through um their change yeah definitely um i think well from first of all from personal experience um i you know i consider myself quite a good manager of change and it when we brought this topic up and put it in the in the kind of planning it I went back to think about why, like why I embrace change and why I, I think I seek change out. I think I've said this before on the thing. I quite, I quite like mm. change. Um, and then I thought about it, like my childhood was, was full of change. We, we made some huge, um, you know, sort of house moves, you know, geographically across the country type moves um, a, a few times. And then, you know, I eventually, I mean, I'm from the North. I've moved all the way down to the South. I've done some quite big changes. Um, and big job changes you know i've gone f i suppose different careers i started you know life as an engineer um or you know adult life as an engineer in terms of career and then moved into teaching um and now on to you know um coaching and and um solo business owning so i feel like i'm well placed <laughs> um and uh, well versed in change um but yeah going sort of given sort of coaching uh, anecdotal evidence this lady came to me um to get out of the role that she was in currently to move into um i mean i don't think she even knew at the time it was that i just need to get out and i guess to sort of summarize that journey it wasn't it wasn't necessarily even about the job in the end so she did four months with me we had 12 sessions over those four months and deep dived into things like um you know, she'd felt kind of bogged down, weighed down with the career that she she'd currently was currently in and just didn't know herself. So it was a huge kind of identity, you know, reassessing values, looking at who she really was again, the, the, the things that she was actually really good at that she'd been told she wasn't good at, um, you know, based on, on, on silly measures and other people's bizarre expectations of, of the role she was in. Um so it wasn't necessarily even about the job in the end. It was it mm -hmm. was about, you know, the things she enjoyed, the things she was good at, the things that she um, you know, wanted to do as well. You know, forget about the things that we just want to do, you know. Um so yeah, I think I, I think the biggest thing, you know, she went out and found the job that she wanted to in the end, or coached on the, the things she wanted to look at, but it also it also um we did lots of things about fitting back into her life the things that she wanted to do like you know she'd, she'd stop running um and finding that balance was it was a key part of that process as well you know kind of we'd talk mm. about work-life balance all the time um and more time for family and things like that so all those things came into navigating that change and creating something that she wanted out of it based on all the things that she felt like she currently didn't have in her life so yeah yeah, you raised you raised a really interesting point there, and the thing that stood out to me was when you 
were talking about your own journey um, and then, and then your client's journey was clearly your your vehicle for or your you know your medium for which you practice the skills that you have acquired over your time on this on this planet have changed from engineering to teaching to coaching to and whatever that entails in the future as well but i'd be interested to see and we had a conversation well actually obviously during our um session that we had a couple of weeks ago where we spoke about knowledge and skill mm. and i guess is it that we what's the question i'm trying to ask is it that we are that change is less about navigating the knowledge the new knowledge that you have to gain in a particular area and more about recognizing how the skills that you've got can fit into a yep. different way yeah and i think it's yep. a really important point because most people can acquire knowledge right some people acquire yep. it maybe more easily some people you know find it harder to study whatever that is but you take the average person and you say well look read this book or watch this podcast or do this like they'll learn some things the point between that and then going, okay, I can take this and go and work somewhere and fit into a puzzle that's totally different to the one I fit in, brings in all those questions that you had to work through with your client, identity, uh, self-confidence, all those kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. And I think also if you're in a career, um, I mean, I'll give teaching as an example because it's, you know something i've been through is that you you take on the identity so you it's as if you can only do those things mm -hmm. because you're a teacher and you know i've had other clients as well where you're like okay so this this new role that you look you know they'd look at job adverts and go i can't do that and i'm like hang on a minute <laughs> you've just it's something about i don't know formal presentations or something i'm like you write reports every term you you know email parents you talk to <laughs> all these things that would it, just because it's worded in a slightly different way i think that's the other thing is you know industries kind of use their own language don't they and actually it's all the same kind of stuff you just have yeah. to um tweak it that transferable skills thing is something that if you I, I've, I found that these people that take on the identity of the career that they are in and suddenly go oh i can't do that it's like well no you can because look you do you do it this way here yeah, I think it's um, it's just a confidence thing, isn't it? About the new the newness of somewhere, and I mean, you think times you've changed, how often, how how quickly have you felt kind of comfortable? Because you go, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I but I think I it takes it, about it. It does take. You know, you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, what did you say? Tran transferable skills, which is mm. a term that we're all. I first came across an alternative concept to transferable skills in, in a book by Cal Newport, which was a really important book for me to read um, called um, From From Good to Great. And it was how to make yourself, uh, I can't remember the little subset, but it's a pretty, um, why, why skills trump passion. I think it was something like that. that that's right. what it is. Yeah, okay. And so good, to, sorry, did I just say good to great? Did, yeah. Is that what I said? No, no, so that's the Jim Collins book. Uh, the, the book is Be So Good They Can't Ignore You, How Why Skills Trump Passion. And he told, he calls transferable skills career capital. And what people don't often do, I think we've spoken about this in the past, is they don't look at their career capital 
and go this, that, that, well, that, that is transferable. And it really helped me look at my career capital in terms of whittling down some of my physiotherapy hours and increasing my coaching hours. And um, we so often don't see that because we fall into these uh, very restrictive uh, boundaries in terms of what we can and can't do. And you and I just had a chat about teaching before we jumped on the call and how how restrictive that's becoming in showing your individual, say, art versus science as a human being, mm. showing up in a in a in a job and in a role um, that you that you that you want to start to love. Because you know, most of the time when people want to change a career, they, they've fallen out of love with it, right? It's either getting too boring or they don't feel that they've got the ability to um, to shine or it's just not fulfilling, whatever it is. Um, and Sound, this is going to sound really corny, but actually the, sim the simplicity of this is one of those corny kind of SM, uh, social media kind of catchphrases. But, uh, you know, the, con the, the notion of love your job, well, actually, maybe you should, you know, job your love. Maybe you should find out exactly what you love and then job that, you know, and it sounds easier said than done, isn't it? But ultimately, if you can find that, then you are going to feel more fulfilled. And having yeah. a structured process where you can go, okay, what, what things do you really love doing? Okay, great. Well, do you think that could be taken into this new role that you're going to do? Yeah, I think so. Like you've worked with people. Yeah, but you know, I've never worked with never worked with a CEO or a business person. It's like, well, uh, you've worked with human beings, right? <laughs> but yeah. Steve, yeah. I remember Steve Chandler, you know, one of the, the grandfather when he was starting out. And it's one of his classic phrases. He's like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm not a business coach. I'm not an executive coach. I'm not a leadership coach. He's like, you do coach human beings and people, though, don't you? Like, yeah, I do. Okay, well, just do that. Yeah. <laughs> and we all, I know we're, a bit, we're being biased towards a coaching career, but it's so often, it's so easy to not see the, the, the bigger picture in terms of where your skill sets are to, to, to take little nuggets of yeah. those forwards. Which well, that yeah, I, I had this conversation with somebody last night actually was about, you know, because if I go, oh, I used to be an engineer and then I was a teacher and now I'm a coach and people go, whoa, like, mm -hmm. like quite very different extreme things. But actually, my role within those industries has always been to facilitate people, to, you know, facilitate teams, yeah. Yeah. To, you know, kind of empathy and um you know recognizing everybody's skills um and and strengths and using those to you know and empowering people along the way i've done that in every single role that's that's yeah. what my my job has been you know running efficient systems has been a, a thread so it, it really helps to, to to do what you just said is that zoom out isn't it and look at actually what what have i done within these what can i take to the next one what am i really good at and i tell you what i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a a little a devil's advocate thing in here you talk mm. about passion and doing things I, I was listening to somebody the other day I think it's Brian Fretwell um and he said what if you are it's not that you're passionate about the job but you do it and you give it your all and you work really hard but it's that you're passionate about the things that afford you so that right. actually not everybody is going to love their job and not everybody's going to find the thing that they want to do or, or feel that they're able to, or, you know, it, it's quite a privileged position to be in, isn't it? To be able to just go, yeah, ah, oh, you know, love, love what you do and you don't have to work a day in your life. And blah, blah. I, think, <laughs> I think it's a very privileged position to be in, 
but there are so many people out there who are plugging away doing things because they are passionate about the thing it affords them you know they're quite happy with that nine to five because it means they get more time with their family or they're quite happy with that part-time role because it means they get to spend more time with their kids or you know whatever it is so it, it's um yeah i don't know i think that's a a case-by-case basis type look at look at it isn't it but i just thought that was quite an interesting way to to spin that whole passion thing like oh you gotta do what you love and um no not not everybody does not everybody can afford to do that no um uh, yeah uh, we, we we may sort of veer off into a tangent in terms of being you know yeah. talking about passion and stuff which may, maybe that's another another thing to have so i'll i'll, I'll park it there because okay. i think I'll things like pa- passion huh? i'll ask you a question instead then ask me a question can yeah. i can i just butt in actually because yeah, we we've sort of hit something which i've put in the in the notes and mm-hmm. you know you mentioned that you've done this this and this and there's a you know there may be some people that look at that who haven't got the depth of understanding of what you just articulated in some skills ago oh jen jen can't commit to one thing for you know this <laughs> is you know, from the now and it's very funny easy to say that to, funny it's very that, <laughs> yeah now but actually the way that you will know i've i've committed to doing this in every single thing it's just that i've um, had a range of opportunities to do it in and there's a there's a really i'm halfway through a book at the moment which is really actually changed my philosophy of thinking because I've always been a little bit of a master one thing until you get really good at it. And then if you want to change and do something else, until you get really good at that. And I guess that's where I've sat within my personal development of terms of jobs. It's like, well, I've got to there. I don't know if I want to take this any further. So mm-hmm. I'm going to change now. Uh, quick story. And the, the opening chapter of the book looks at the difference between Roger Federer and Tiger Woods who have both been you know arguably the best at their sport very very different star a very very different way that they got to the top Federer had a very very mixed background of sport and actually took up tennis and started to get really good at tennis very late like it wasn't his be all and end all you know Tiger Woods at the age of whatever 10 months was hitting a golf ball and it was like this is what you're going to do. And they both worked. The book describes how perhaps in this modern world, a a range of skill sets, the other really good example, which I did not know about, despite having been to his exhibition, um, was Van Gogh. And and he kind of stumbled on art through a number of perceived failed professions before he kind of, you know, went into art very, very later in life. And the book has actually got quite a lot of evidence and research to suggest that people with a range of qualities might now be more uh, preferable in certain jobs than those that have just specialised in one area. Mm. So I think that almost um, it, it, it gives permission more to people to go, oh, okay, well, it's okay if I try a number of things. Now, I, I, just as a little caveat to that, I think you can go too far. I think there might be somewhere where you're just doing a gazillion one things and you don't sort of have a general direction to go. But equally, this book would also say, well, actually, if you look back, these people, they just found something that they really enjoyed and they did it until something came along and they went, oh, oh, this Mm. this all kind of fits in nicely. And uh, briefly before you ask my question, 
there's also a a because you mentioned goal setting in your notes and how you know we are taught although i don't particularly follow this model that you you plan a goal first and then you look at where you are and then you look at your options and then you you plan forwards and i'm going to read you a little passage from this and it says um it, it, talk, it talks it rather the, um, the the sort of test and learn and it says instead of working back from a goal work forwards from promising situations this is what most successful people actually do in any way. So they, they almost do the options phase of our model first. Follow choose those that, choose, Yeah, choose those that will give you the most promising range of options afterwards. So mm. I guess our, our grow model, we've just changed it to, what would it be called? Uh, Orgua <laughs> model. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Doesn't quite roll off the tongue. But I often find myself in conversations with clients and go, okay well what are the options right in front of you okay and how does that rather than okay well, what's your goal because a lot of people mm. do find that difficult you know it's like well i've got these five things in front of me which one really appeals to you great crack on with that one and then yeah and the goal is to explore then isn't it as opposed exactly. to experiment exactly. yeah yeah i had a coach say to me it's that it's what what is piquing your interest follow those breadcrumbs until the breadcrumbs yeah. stop you know, yeah. or you're full or you've had enough or you want a different type of breadcrumb or it's that kind of thing, isn't it? And I, I, you say about like, oh, you know, you chopped and changed. I used to think that <laughs> for so long. I used to think that was my weakness. Oh, she can't stick at anything. Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But actually, over the years, I've kind of gone, no, do you know what? I'm bloody good at managing change. <laughs> yeah. I'm, really, I'm really intuitive at going, okay this is where this needs to stop. Um, you know, I took voluntary redundancy from engineering um, and, and, you know, the life things go. So you kind of, you navigate things as you get to them as well, don't you? And I've, I've actually now looking back, think, no, change management is, is one of my skills. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've worked with what I've got and I've followed the breadcrumbs. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I think. And that, but, yeah, that's part of but you recognise that in yourself. And then that's I do now. Yeah. yeah, I didn't used well, to. Yeah. I did used to think it was a weakness, a failing. And I think I think that's also the, the problem, isn't it? When people come to these big decisions, it's kind of like, oh, what what is what's everybody else going to think of me? What people are going to think I'm crazy going from you know very very often it's like a you know really stable profession or something, isn't it? And then yeah. taking a leap of faith into entrepreneurship or something like that, um, or going from you know the the big head honcho back. I say back down to you know shop floor type um, things. But what have we done that for? Well, you know, um, I know I'm going to be happier down here. And I, I know people who have gone from you know leadership in schools back down to uh, quote unquote just being a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, it's that kind of stuff that, um, and that's an adjustment, isn't it? As opposed to huge change. Um, yeah, and, and it does matter. Um, I'm gonna, uh, this is the last thing I'll say before we ask my question. If your change is, if the underlying reason for change is perhaps of progressing a certain area of life, then that's a different conversation because then, you know, then you're just scared of what's 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 next for you, like what what's stopping you just going further and further, perhaps in this area versus the mm. the examples that we've given and going well, actually, uh, you know, there may there may be something more underlying there in terms of why you can't stick at something for a long time. And mm. that could be a whole host of more 
as you may know, psychological kind of stuff, mm. um, attachments, fears, all those kind of things. But what we're talking about is 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 not that, to be honest. So just thought I'd bring that in. But there, there too as well, I've jotted this down, like change management and the kind of, you know, the project management, the kind of practical doing stuff is, they're, they are two very different, although interrelated things, aren't mm. they? It's that, mm-hmm. um, and getting the, kind of getting everything right, isn't I say right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what um, you mean. Yeah, effective. Go on and hit me with a question. Well, we're talking about like following breadcrumbs and experimenting and stuff like that. And very often we'll have an idea of where it is you want, you know, what it is you want to change to. Sometimes I suppose we don't. It's just knowing that you don't want to be where you are. So <laughs> I don't know. You sit there, you're planning, you've got some idea of where you want to go. How important is it to have? A plan B or C or D or E or you know should you should you have backup plans as you t- go to sort of navigate these well I think I think you have to I think you have to have a a safety net in place to make sure that your change does not cause even more anxiety and fear that you potentially are going to have with the change that you're that you're um, proposing. So what I mean by that is, you know, if you are struggling to kind of make ends meet and you are, you know, you don't have a little cushion of not being able to work for, and I, I generally sort of give the sort of example of maybe six to nine months if you were to make a drastic i quit tomorrow that's it i'm done to have something in reserve to go well if this doesn't work out or if something happens i'm not up the shit creek so no i quite like getting the fear i did that with my last big jump (laughs) okay you know you had had that like to get the fear because if you stay where you are you'll never you'll never change I, yeah, I, 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 I get. I'm noticing with nothing to go to. Okay, but how? Okay, did you did you automatically to... then fall into a paid job? Um, um, I did end up with a, a a better job, but I didn't have that planned. That I'd handed my noticing with nothing to go to, with no plan. So I, okay. for some people, maybe it's that right. Shit, I've done it now. I'm going to have to pull my finger out and work. And it was that that prompted me to go, okay, right, what do I want? Where am I going? What am I going to apply for? How am I going to get there? Um, but I, I had to do so, that. I've had enough of this situation. Got it. Do something about it. I'm, I'm that kind of person. <laughs> but I guess that was, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too dissimilar, but I guess that was more, you know, an employee job to another employee job. So you kind of knew that it you'd wasn't the time, probably get, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess what we're talking about is, you know, secure, stable, paid POA to then doing something like we did, um, self-employed, got to create your own clients and income. That I think is, is, is more scary where you've just got to go, actually, do you know what? Okay. Do what I, you know, I'm not saying that everyone should do what I did, but take a day off, take a day and a half, then two days then three days so that you don't all of a sudden leave on a Monday morning and go, right, this coaching or this, whatever (laughs) sounds good. uh, Right. I can't eat for two or three months <laughs> and that's not a situation you want to be in because then panic fits in you go oh, i'm just gonna get that job that i know i can do mm. so the plan I, b for mm-hmm. well no i was gonna say yeah 
you mentioned time scales i think that's that is really important because you could be in that kind of transition state of you know one foot in one foot out for so long mm -hmm. and and maybe they're they're the times when you need to dig a bit deeper um and look at, at maybe why aside out of financial and, and security type things to why you're not fully you know taking the other foot out and stepping into the to the new yeah um perhaps perhaps i mean i, I guess I suppose, again it's all case by case context basis isn't it but does it come down to what what you're enjoying i don't know what does it come down to for me personally or, ge or well generally? i mean yeah use yourself as a as an example okay yeah so i think when when i start <laughs> when i start thinking where would i rather be other than here right now and i don't mean that in a like i'd rather be in barbados you know drinking a mojito when i think okay what would i rather be doing creating serving using my skill set than this right now i'm i'm almost there like i'm kind of like okay i need to find something else and that's happened i guess i mean once it happened because i really knew that that was not for me to do but that was me that was my fisher job early on but it has happened one two i guess three four times where i've gone i, I think i just get i get i get um uninspired with comfortable work you know when i get to the point and i go mm -hmm. oh well this is this is nice but i just don't feel that i'm just there's more there's more yeah. to this and i mean not not more financially not more i just think of energy isn't it, energy level and, and let me yeah, yeah put a slightly uh, this might sound a little bit arrogant it's like i'm more than this like yeah i i can deliver more than this i'm yeah or you I know want I, can more. Do... I think that's okay i don't think that's a yeah you but you want more you want of more yourself of yeah like not you want to get more whatever it is like you want yeah. to give more of yourself to the world or to other people well. yeah exactly so when yeah. i start having those conversations in my head and i'm kind of you know getting to a wednesday or friday and going you know, I wish I'm at home, I wish I was doing this, I wish I was doing that, then I know it's time for me to really seriously yeah. start looking at change. Yeah. Um, that's that's my metric, I guess. Okay, what would be your, I don't know, say top three tips for <laughs> for not, not even just navigating change, but approaching change? Those kind of initial um, stages of... Yeah, I think... I think don't be too don't be too concerned with um, figuring it out all at once. Play play a long game for the change. I don't you know get to those sticky points where if you're having you know bad months, bad six months, where you've let's say you're still working part-time and what you were and you're trying to create some income self-employed and you have a bad just just stick at it if you're still feeling that you get that buzz of creating content or clients or selling you know if you've got a, if you've started selling something then stick with it because you know those first two to three years are, are tough whatever whatever you you start going into mm. um and was that two yeah 
I can't remember. And another one would be, I guess, what would another one be? Um, I mean, you know, two's enough if that's all these. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think what's what's helped me. Um, yeah, maybe be less. Okay, here's here's a good one. Be less outcome foam. Be less outcome and performance focused, mm. and perhaps be more uh, sort of tapping into the feeling and the fulfillment that even just doing more of the bit that you change towards gives you. So, you know, don't be obsessed with numbers and how much money you're making and all that kind of stuff. It's good to keep an eye on that. I agree, but you know, look at yourself and go right. God, I had that week. I had four of these calls, five of these calls, and God, they've really, really energized me, and it was great, versus, oh, God, I had to do that that week. Mm -hmm. That gives you a pretty good clue as to whether or not you're doing something that is, um, I guess, overall good for you. Yeah, so it's a kind of open to exploration again, isn't it? Open yeah. To... What about yours? Um, navigating change. I think you have to be prepared for and put in things that are going to help you mitigate the times when you want to change back <laughs> because it's okay. kind of messy i think you have to prepare for that transition state and there'll be things that come along that really challenge you mm. whether that's i don't know like imposter syndrome or you might get a few no's about something or less than favorable feedback about something um and if you're the kind of person who you know takes that personally or or know that something is going to knock you at some point you have to find ways to to overcome them you know to, to sort of put in the to you know how are you going to bubble wrap yourself in those moments yeah, that are yeah. going to help you keep going Mm -hmm. um, because if you alter you know if you know in your heart of hearts if you your gut instinct is telling you that this is this at the moment is the way to go um you know by all means kind of divert the path a little bit here and there every now and again assess and review and whatever but definitely definitely prepare yourself for the icky bit in the middle absolutely um, because I, th I, if I, you know, I wish I wish people had told me that when I was transitioning to sort of, um, you know, solo business ownership mm. and coaching mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Because um, <laughs> it's really hard, especially if you're going it alone. I mean, it's possibly not as bad in a team. Yeah. Um, but when you're going it alone and you've only got your little negative voice, <laughs> well, we we, we had calls moments of doubt. <laughs> we had calls where you were quite explicit. I, 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 no, do you know what I'm thinking of? That's tough because it was just hard. Whatever you'd had, um, didn't have any clients or whatever. Or it was, and it's like it's those ups and downs. I actually, actually remember one. I remember. I remember one conversation we had where. I was like, come on, you just you, you, you stick stick at it. Like it will come, it will come, it will come. And you know, you know, thankfully you didn't stop. Um, yet, <laughs> <laughs> I still have yet. those moments. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's natural, but we have we have those moments. Yeah, yeah. I think we have those moments even when we're even when we find something that we you know you have those days, you have those months where you, there is a 
a shiny object on the other side, isn't there? And yeah. the grass is greener. Yeah. But um, I think that's I think that's natural. I think that's natural to have. Well, I, I mean, you talk about like the magpie syndrome and stuff, but I mean, <laughs> I I quite like that as well. Like, don't I don't I don't like it when people sort of state that as a negative. Like, life's for yeah, it is for exploring and figuring it out, and you don't have to stick to one thing. And here's my know, here's my fourth here's my third tip. Go on. <laughs> Who cares? Right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Who I cares mean, what you do? Yeah. Like, exactly. I mean, as long as you're doing something that's relatively moral and yeah, not, you know, you're not going to break the law and you're not harming yeah. people. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. And generally, yeah. the answer is no one Nobody. really. <laughs> the only people that do care are the people that you are serving with the thing that you're doing. So, all the others can go and just yep. care, about, care about them. Really. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, easier said than done to kind of not ask that question or at least go, I don't care what you think. I don't care what my peers think. I don't care what my family thinks. I don't care what my partner thinks. I'm, I'm doing this. That is a good point, actually. People because people talk and go, oh, yeah, God, they, yeah. God, they never do that. They never listen. They, oh, they're always going to do this. It's like, yeah. Yeah, if you're going on a tangent, they're doing this. And it's like, who when cares? going to sort of life out. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I've been guilty. I've been guilty of that with other people. Let, let me yeah. be really honest. Yeah. I've been very yeah. guilty yeah. of judging other people's choices yeah. and looking at it, and even calling them out and going, Do "You know, I think you made some terrible choices." And I think, <laughs> well, it's not my choices they made, but I guess I've looked at it in terms of kind of who you what think has they that, are, who you think they are, yeah. and what, where you think their choices have impacted, perhaps you know, people close to you, and and almost. I guess there's a slightly, uh, dare I say, altruistic to go, oh, God, she or he is like, I know they could do that, but fucking other, oops, excuse me, it's a, it's a professional podcast, but oh, my God, they've, what a terrible decision that was, and it's, they could have done this and that, and you just go, oh. Is that something that was pointing that out though at the, at the start of navigating change is to go and bounce ideas off people and say look what do you think about it? it must you must have somebody who's sort of um in your life that's you know you would trust to say yeah you know yeah. Look, i've been thinking about xyz what do you think um and that i don't know uh, yeah i mean well a, a coach is, is a, advice though you don't do you but um i wonder uh, if that would help some people navigate the yes i guess i guess um you, you yeah i do um <laughs> there's always a perhaps bias from people that know you and want to look out for you and kind of oh, protect you versus somebody who is very much just well i, I don't know you what, what do you think? You know, and that's the role of of a coach is to turn it back on you and sort of negate the responsibility of you know, because if you if your parents if you go to your parents or your partner and you go, this is going to go, yeah, great, sounds brilliant. And then you do it, you go, God, tell, why did you advise me to do that? Or support <laughs> me doing that? Because your coach isn't really going to do that. They go, well, I didn't. I just I helped you navigate your options and you chose that one and I didn't hold you to ransom mm -hmm. and you know, so it's on you really. So and I guess there's some people who would who might be jealous as well that you've got the opportunity or the yeah. the the, yeah. the the wherewithal to to start thinking about change and stuff as well. I suppose there are some mm. people who might um, 
have to navigate that. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, the, the whole point of this podcast is <laughs> get a coach. We'll help you. <laughs> I don't really say, oh yeah, we are basically selling on services. Yeah. Is, we're, we're no, we're not. We we're are not. We are. Expert we are... change management coaches. Tap us up. <laughs> it, but you actually, the majority of, actually, if we do, the majority of coaches are career changers. Very rare that you find somebody probably, a, well, particularly because it's a relatively new in terms of the way it's defined as coaching. So, it, it, you know, you don't normally get to 15 or 16 and want to be a coach. So I don't know. what That's not probably not even the careers thing that you do now at, at mm. that age. So a lot of people are leaders of businesses or, like you say, teachers or they've been in a people environment and they, they start doing bits of coaching or bits of things and go, oh, I like this. So it is the reason we talk about it so much is because I, I do think the majority of people who end up being uh, coaches have probably made a, a career change in, towards that. It's certainly the people that I know, it's only the coaches yeah. that I know and follow. Yeah. Um, they've all gone, they've all had a, a change for sure. Yeah. Cause you don't go and you don't go and study coaching at university or, or college well, straight out. Now. It's a thing. Well, now. you can now, yeah. but you can now. But yeah. you, you know, the the forty, fifty year old coaches now, who I guess no, uh, I know, they are they've done something, they've done a couple of things, and actually they're you know they're often the best ones because they've done that range of stuff and they've worked with a range of people and they've had that range of experience and they go, yeah, oh well, actually I can I can work with a variety of people. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Makes sense. Simple. Yep. Go get some yep. change. Just do it. Just do it. Coin a phrase. Until we didn't put what you put on social media. Just keep, kept it. Just kept it clean. <laughs> uh, right, forty-one minutes minus maybe the start. So we went a little bit over, but it was a. It's a big topic, but we will cut it short there. Otherwise, yeah. you may, if you haven't already lost interest in this one, you may lose interest now. And we will be back next time with. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? We're we going to talk about. Oh, I don't know. Don't say it because we'll probably change. Oh, it. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's keep our we options. Will. Open. We will. We're going to keep our options open and work backwards. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Jen. And yep. Cheers. Catch you next time. All Take good. Care. Happy coaching. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or you could leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from Alex and Jen, head over to Instagram, follow at Alex Manos Coaching for Alex and at The Direction Coach for Jen. Thanks once again, and we'll see you next time.